0: If you're looking for better sex or you can't figure out why what you're doing for your spouse isn't what they're looking for, if you're that person that says, we'll do it for you, you're doing it wrong. And if you're not getting it, you're probably not doing right for them. That's really what this comes down to.
1: Welcome to the Dream Big, Play Bigger podcast, where we show how we created a powerful and successful marriage after military service. Now, your hosts, AJ and Jessica Richards.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dream Big, Play Bigger podcast. uh, We're glad to have you join us again. Yes. And uh, we've kind of been building up or mentioning this topic for a while. This is our sex episode. (laughs) This is uh, episode number six, and uh, I'm sure we'll discuss sex many more times after this because it's a – the reason we're discussing this one is because in the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of different people reach out to us. With different things and one of the things that's always common, which is no surprise if you're listening, this is probably something that's there for you as well, is intimacy in your relationship, whether it's not enough or not what you expected or you know, there could be a a number of different things. Now, as we lead into this, we definitely want to say that we recognize that everybody's different, that there may be some men who don't need sex and there may be some women who need sex. Like we understand that not everybody's the same, and in the rare case that it's the female who's undersexed, <laughs> and the male who can't get who's got too much of it, we understand that that might be a dynamic of the relationship you're in.
1: Well, I feel like we've made it pretty clear that this is just our story. That's right. And we hope that people can relate and learn something and grow in their relationship. But this is what we've been through and what we've struggled with and how we've overcome it.
0: Yeah, totally. It, it is our story. And, and uh, you know, honestly, after talking with so many people, I think our story is pretty common. Oh,
1: it's relatable for sure. Yeah. yeah. So
0: we just kind of want to dive in. Episode number six, we're getting a little bit more comfortable. I mean, it's only six episodes. I've I've listened to podcasts where people have, you know, three or four hundred and they look at their first hundred episodes and they can't believe how bad they were. So we know that over time... You know, this will just be something that helps us get to where we're going. So we appreciate you early adopters being involved and, and sending us questions and just being engaged. We really do appreciate that. Um, but anyway, one of the things you're probably going to notice in this episode is that the topic of sex has a lot to do with you fulfilling each other's needs. So we've talked a lot about recently uh, love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned it much in the podcast, but just in our daily lives with sharing with different couples that have questions or you know people we care about, love languages has come up a lot because one of the things that Jessica and I have identified that has made a huge difference in our life of intimacy is speaking each other's love language. Now, in our particular case, my love language is uh, physical touch. Yeah, my language is physical touch, which means – I could have sex every single day, and I'm good with that that's what that would be a dream it's not realistic, but it's a dream, and that would be her showing me love yeah
1: your his number one is my number five yeah so we're literally the exact opposite
0: <laughs> yeah so there's you know there's a there's a number in the in the love language world there's five, and so my number one, like she said, is her number five, so we are so opposite, and for fourteen years well we count dating so for 17 years which we weren't sexually active really 18 well 17 because the last year or so is getting better maybe six months six to nine months Yeah. yeah but it sucked i mean straight up it's been terrible and not just my love language being spoken but clearly hers as well otherwise i would have been fulfilled but it's been terrible i mean i don't know if this relates to any of you guys listening but one of my biggest fears was by the time we get it figured out we're going to be not spring chickens. (laughs) We're not going to be looking the greatest in the mirror. Hopefully we can maintain what we've got. I am absolutely attracted to my wife. That was one of the things that had me obviously first start talking to her when we were dating was that she was appealing to me. And I couldn't wait to get with that. (laughs) Obviously there's more to it. But, you know, in the beginning for many people, the physical attraction has to be there. So, for many, many years I would struggle with here's this beautiful woman that I married. I got so lucky, she definitely married down and I married up, in my opinion. And it didn't matter. Like I was just frustrated with the fact that we didn't have the love life that I expected. And there's a lot of things that go into
1: that. Yeah, expectations yeah. is one of those, but yeah, I definitely wasn't meeting it. But vice versa, you know, we weren't meeting each other's needs. Yeah. So
0: yeah and and just to kind of give you a heads up this could possibly end up being one of our longest podcasts because it is such a big topic. So so to kind of rewind we got married when she just turned uh though she wasn't 20 yet she was 19 and I had just turned 20. We were raised LDS and being raised LDS you know there's a certain set of morals that go along with that that You know, you you just don't. You're not sexually active until you get married. Um, It doesn't mean we follow those rules, but we try to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you know it, and there wasn't a whole lot of talk. And uh, actually, there wasn't any talk.
1: Yeah, none.
0: And so the thing is, is not only did not anybody not only did nobody talk to us about sex. They also didn't tell us how to have more sex and how important sex was for one partner or the other. It just wasn't talked about. So it's like, good luck. The most important thing that could come between your marriage, we're not going to set you up for. Yeah. Now that's not that's not my parents' fault because it's certainly It's
1: what they're taught too.
0: What they're taught, and even even us with our kids as they get older. I have three daughters, so this topic is just like the worst nightmare for me, <laughs> and I have to also learn not to be a hypocrite. Because we're looking at what it's cost us yes. in our marriage. They almost ended up in divorce and we don't want to set our kids up for that. So we're looking for that tactful way to have that as well. But anyway, we got married and two weeks after we got married, I deployed with the military. And I was gone for maybe like four months the first time. The first time I deployed to Fort Lewis, Washington. I was gone for about four months and I got to come home for a weekend, a four-day weekend. remember that so I went to Colorado we were processing to go over to Iraq and then this was 2003 and we made it to the the, uh, we made it to Baghdad and so we didn't need heavy artillery in Iraq because the war was over at least so we thought 2003 and so instead of us going to Iraq instead they sent us to Fort Lewis Washington where we played laser tag for the summer and uh then I got an opportunity to go home to see my wife now uh pornography is rampant just not just in the military but pornography is like a lot of people try to make it sound like pornography is this okay deal and they would say well if you're okay with it and i mean all of these things and we'll get more into that later on but one of the issues with pornography is unrealistic expectations so here i am this young newlywed married guy watching pornography at that time i don't think i watched it that often because it wasn't readily available necessarily like it is nowadays like, I mean, there's a YouTube channel for it where it's just totally free. It's crazy, the, the access that you can have. But it wasn't readily available necessarily back then unless you paid for it, but it was available. And there were still these unrealistic expectations. And I had watched pornography even before going on deployment, so it wasn't anything new. So I went into a marriage with unrealistic expectations, with no coaching to back me up on what to expect. And I got to go home on a four-day weekend and I'm thinking we're swinging from the chandeliers. Like, man, I'm I, I married this super gorgeous woman. I only got to be with her for a couple of days before we left. And by the way, in our marriage, we never had a honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. We've dated so long that I would say that by the time we got married, we were already not answering each other's love languages. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And guess what else doesn't happen when you're that young? Communication.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? We, we wouldn't even know how to have this conversation back then. So all these things were setting us up for failure so I went home for four day leave we did have sex maybe once maybe twice I don't remember but it w- didn't fulfill this unrealistic expectation that I was expecting and so I went back super disappointed, angry at her and just just it, it was not what I expected and I you know that that's where we were at now I'm gonna fast forward a little bit because there's a lot of time in between there and we don't need to go over all that but Essentially, I continued to make her wrong for that for the rest of our marriage until, I mean, even just a couple years ago. So that was the early start. That was where it started. And when I came home from Iraq, I mean, we just did not have a sex life, even to the point where, and it sucks that, you know, there's areas of my life where I really look at and I despise the guy I was. Fortunately, transformation is possible and I'm not that person anymore. But there was a time where we had sex three days or four days in a row. It was like awesome. And shortly after that, Jessica told me she was pregnant, and I was mad. Do you remember that? I mean, I With know Kylie? you Yeah, yeah. I know you knew I wasn't awesome at being your partner in that time. Yeah. But I was mad, and in my head, because I built this story, I actually I had convinced myself that she used me just to get pregnant. Like she's going to have –
1: Oh, you, it was, Yeah, my whole sole decision was
0: – Yeah, like the only reason she had sex with me three days in a row was so that she could get pregnant and, and for whatever reason. It, listen, as I say it, I know how stupid this is. And I'm just putting this out there so you guys can hear that how far we came to where we are now is – it's possible for anyone. I was the most disrespectful young – Punk ass little moron that had these unrealistic expectations on my end, and I, and I and I recognize that, and that's for me there for me to own. But that that just poisoned our marriage for years until 2014, being still unfulfilled, running a gym, having all of these um, fit people around me, and. I had this opportunity. I started pursuing another person in the gym, another woman in the gym. And I don't want to go too much into that either because that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, whole other
1: podcast. <laughs>
0: this would be like five hours long. It would be,
1: yeah, never ending.
0: Right. So let me skip forward and say that we went through the process of completing that and what we recognize after reading the book, for me especially, uh, His Needs, Her Needs, I actually now see the science behind why I was so despicable. Because when I look back on that 2014 version of me, mm-hmm. It it um it hurts me.
1: It hurts me too.
0: Yeah, obviously. It hurts us both, but I just I get disgusted and I, I have to I, I that is something that I just have to constantly forgive myself for and realizing that um that that's part of the process of life. And well
1: and I think that in the end it made us stronger. Yes. But it was a rough patch.
0: Oh, it very, very rough. And yeah, it was tough. It was really tough. But what I recognize now is it was so inauthentic that really all I was trying to do was get no my need. my number one need met. Yeah. And obviously because my number one need wasn't getting met. Neither was Jessica's. So here's the thing that Jessica and I have found in conversation with people is that – like I had a talk with a friend the other day who could not understand how washing the dishes – was foreplay for his wife he's like why can't I just hire somebody to do it yeah
1: and that's just beside the point
0: yeah exactly I mean
1: because yeah
0: what if uh, what if she just hired somebody to you know get the first part going for you yeah. now some guys might be like okay I to say, some,
1: some people might <laughs> I actually just, be fine with that I have to be careful who I say yeah, that yeah, to
0: do. but if you really care about your relationship you would never want another person woman in your relationship in the intimacy world but it's the same thing Yeah. as, as crazy as that sounds sweeping the floor, doing the dishes, whatever, really it's whatever role your spouse is currently doing. Yeah. You doing that for them is the same as what it is what it would mean for you. Yeah. So for me, my wife being physically engaged, wanting to have sex with me is the same as me wanting to do the dishes or clean the house for her and doing it with love and like and enjoyment. Like, cool, I can't wait to clean the house for you, babe as crazy as that sounds but that's what it They're looks speaking like
1: speaking their love language yeah and that's all that matters yes so whatever that love language may be mine are acts of kindness and quality time so i mean same with quality time you probably don't understand it because i if we could just be hanging out on the couch doing absolutely nothing which drives you crazy Hmm. but that's my love language is actually just spending time. And it doesn't matter if we're being productive or not. If we're just hanging out, that means something to me. Yeah. And for you, it's not because you'd rather be busy, rather be doing something.
0: Getting busy, busy, busy. getting busy.
1: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess either way, then it kind of helps meet us in the middle.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I will say that once my level, like you're right, sitting on the couch, not doing anything was like, are you kidding me? Why would I want to do this? But now that my love languages are being met, I'll do, I'm just happy to do whatever. Like uh, since a lot of our listeners – well, I don't know if I – well, screw it. I'll say it anyway. One of the best pieces of advice I've been given recently was not politically correct. And if you get mad at this, screw you. This is just – this is – most of you guys listening are military. So a military buddy of mine said that he was given the best piece of advice ever. When he was worried about what anybody thought of him, he went to a mentor of his and said, hey, I'm struggling with with the way people think of me. His mentor said, what do you care? You don't stick your dick in them. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, in case you don't get that foul lingo, the only person I care about who thinks of me in any way, shape, or form is my wife. And so everything I do... Now that I've discovered that is with how will my wife think about this what would my wife think of me This uh, about this it, just, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks of me doesn't matter because the only thing that matters is what she thinks of me and then that allows me to put forward all the intentions to make sure she's happy so if it's doing the dishes now in our particular situation right now uh, she's the primary breadwinner and that puts a lot of stress on her So I went and picked up an extra job and I work three days a week, manual labor during the day. But that is actually answering one of her um, needs, which is it's not finances. It's actually acts of of kindness because I'm taking that stress off of her. So it's like doing the dishes. Her knowing that I'm out there working, not complaining, being happy to do it, coming home and earning some extra money so she knows that we're making the ends meet is speaking the love language of acts of kindness. Yeah. Believe me, we if we budgeted well, we would probably be okay or I wouldn't have to work as much, yeah. but because I'm going above and beyond, I'm speaking her love language. Yeah. And in return, my love language has never been spoken of better than now. <laughs> Let me just say she's becoming fluent in my love language. <laughs> and And...
1: And we've never been happier. Never so been happier. Yeah. That's the main point is I would recommend, number one, find out what your love language is and yeah. your husband's. Do you remember the website?
0: No, but we'll put a link to the website okay. in the podcast so that you guys can go do the, to, the test. Yes. There's a love it's language so test. It's
1: easy. It's just questions. You answer it honestly. And at the end, it'll give you a ranking of your love languages: one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. Obviously, the top are the most important to you.
0: Right. One thing I want to say too is is I was talking to – I'll keep it confidential because I don't want to offend anybody. But I was talking to somebody who said that they approached their spouse with the love language test at one point. And their spouse was watching TV and their spouse said, that's dumb. I'm not interested in that. And that was the moment that that person knew that there was no hope for their marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, unfortunately, I, I get where they're coming from and they're right. And we've been there. Yeah. And if you're willing to keep going and revisiting that and and finding a way to break through, it's possible. But I can certainly see that if you try to approach that with your spouse, don't be a, don't don't um be surprised if you, you know, get burned, but you got to really know how much you want it.
1: And it's got to be in the right way too because it's got to be they've got to be in the right listening. Yeah. To not feel attacked or that they're doing something wrong, because I think that was also um, a big problem in our relationship is you are always wanting to read things and learn and grow, not necessarily in relationships, that's been more recent, but um, when you would ask me to do things like Landmark or... Or reading, I, I took it as. I took it offensively.
0: Like I was trying yes. to change you. Like there was something wrong yes. with you. Yes. Yeah. So
1: I was constantly like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Um, that you want to change me. You should love You're me. You're not having
0: sex with me. That's
1: what <laughs> <fun. laughs> Yeah. And, and I, 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 part of me knew that, but at the same time,
0: Why would you I wasn't in willing
1: to fulfill it because, yeah. you know, I'm making all the money and I'm taking care of the kids and I'm cleaning the house and I, I felt. There was a lot of weight on my shoulders, so to add your needs on top of the kids' needs and my needs and family's needs was too much.
0: Right, right, and the other thing too, I think that it's important for those who those who don't have uh, uh, physical touch as their number one, yeah. need to understand that it isn't just about being there for them. So, for example, Jessica and I have been working on this forever. It's been clear that this is what I needed and we've been trying to work yeah. on it. And I mean yeah. it's been a battle. It yeah. really has. It's been a
1: battle. But and it's so the we would, number one problem yeah. in our marriage for sure.
0: Yeah, the number one. And we would have conversations about, okay, I'm willing to do it for you and let's put it on a calendar. And at one point it's like, fine, as long as I get something. But once that gets fulfilled that way, it that's really emptiness. There's, There's really no – that's not what your, your – your spouse, that their number one love language is, uh, is um, physical touch. They're not going to be fulfilled if you're just willing to be there, do it for them. Jessica would say, I'll do it for you. And in the I beginning really it's okay, you. but then it's, it's, it's empty. It really is empty and she didn't understand that she needs to be engaged. Now, that's hard. If you don't have that desire or that drive or that interest at all – For you to want to be engaged in something that you're not into, again, think about it the other way. Why would they want to be engaged with you doing the things you like to do? And it just takes development. Now, what we've learned is as we start fulfilling for each other, it gets easier. And even we look forward to fulfilling the love language of our partner. Absolutely. Because for me, when I think about doing the things for her that she needs – I actually am in a position now where I'm excited to do that for her. Where before I'd be like, oh, man, I can't – how do I get out of this? But now it's like, yeah, sign me up, babe. I'll do whatever because it's being received on my end as well. And we can see that that was what was missing and that we're fulfilling that. And dude – I can't wash the dishes enough to get what I get now. That's the thing. That's what it comes down to. As who cares? As foolish as it might seem, that what they need is for you to wash the dishes, or go get an extra job, or spend time with them. Spend time with them. What's some of the other ones? There's uh, so the five are
1: random acts of kindness,
0: acts of kindness quality,
1: time, quality time, physical, physical
0: touch, touch, gifts, gifts, and um, dang it. We'll think of it. We should have been prepared for it. Sorry. <laughs> we'll think of it. But there, there's five. Um, it, Jessica will look it up while we're talking. Yeah. Whatever that is, when you know what that is that your partner needs, the more excited that you get about fulfilling that for them, then the more they'll get excited about fulfilling it for you. And sometimes, in our like in our case, one of you has to be willing to make that move. Or maybe you might recognize that your partner has been trying, and you can try a little harder. It's totally up to you. But for us, the biggest shift that happened happened when Jessica started reading a self-help book on relationships from, from uh, Steve Chandler. And all of a sudden, one of the needs that I had that I didn't know I needed was um, words of affirmation. That's what it was. Oh, yeah.
1: An affirmation.
0: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> words of affirmation. So I, I'm an entrepreneur which is why she's working <laughs> in this particular case. I'm a new entrepreneur, but I'm an entrepreneur. And for my wife to say, good job, babe, I had no idea what that would feel like. And then she started doing that. And all of a sudden I was like, what do you need from me? I'll give you anything you need to make that happen. And then the sex followed. Now it still took conversation. Even even once that happened, we to, I still had to say, look, it's not enough for me for you to just do it for me.
1: Right, and I didn't understand that because – yeah. As a guy, you just think, well. As a woman, yeah. Being married to a man, you just think, well, you're, you know, we're having sex, so what's the big deal? I didn't realize that guys also needed connection because I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not anywhere near. I, he needs more affection than I do. Oh yeah. Usually, like in this book, it talks a lot about make sure you're showing your wife affection and.
0: I'm the chick in this yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. In this context, <laughs> let's just put it that way. <laughs> yep. Uh. We have not shared a blanket since the day we were married. Like my wife is a give-me-my-space kind of person. And I was, cert- I, thought I, was- I was looking to marry somebody who was clingy, somebody that needed me, and it's the opposite. Now, if that's you, take, uh, take encouragement in knowing that even though that that's me and that's her, I have never been more fulfilled in a relationship than I am now, in our relationship because my needs are being met and even though we're not cuddling and you know sharing same blankets and that kind of stuff we are
1: more because we are more
0: yeah Yeah, because she's getting fulfilled and she'll she'll come and lay by me while we're watching tv or whatever in in bed or whatever and that would never happen before and uh our conversations are amazing i mean just we just couldn't tell you enough what what it's looked like but it took you know I guess really if there's anything that you need to know is it takes work. Yeah. I mean, we're 15 years into our marriage. And uh, it's been, it was rocky for all 14 easy. Yep. Only in the last year did it start getting better. And then probably only in the last nine months have we been just on, a, on another planet together. Yeah. And we were just talking today. I said, do you ever get nervous that this is a... This is a phase, yeah. and the truth is, it is unless you continue to work on your relationship. Like yeah. that's the thing. Some people feel like there's somewhere to get to in life, and I feel like, like uh, the Greek mythology Sisyphus. It's understanding that your entire life is just going uphill. Yeah. And I'm not going to say an uphill battle because it's not a battle. It's just life. Yeah. You're not. You don't win life. You just live
1: life. You live it. Yeah.
0: And Living life means taking whatever comes your way, can, learning to control your thoughts, and then having somebody like your spouse that you can develop this relationship with where you can talk about that, where I can say, hey, are you afraid this is fleeting? And we can both say, hell no, because we're so committed to each other that why would it be? It only gets that we, – we. and Jessica said the only way that that would ever happen now is if one of us cheated on each other. Well, that sure isn't going to happen because one, we know never to put ourselves in a situation that would allow that. Yeah. And two, to always just stay in communication and continue to fulfill each other's needs. And we were talking about that because we know that life will throw us curveballs. Could be financial, could be health, could be, you, you just never know. But our communication has opened up so much that we just, we'll talk to each other about anything every day. We make a point to have a conversation together. Um in the future, one of the things we talked about doing for our listeners is having a, a, what do we call it, daily decompress or whatever, just to share what's up in the day. Yeah. And whether you guys want to listen to that or not, just that's an opportunity if you do this at home, and, and we do it anyway. We're just not recording it. How would your day go? What did it look like? What were the challenges? Uh, and sharing with each other because, like I said, the only person I care about... That has an opinion of me is my wife and what her opinion of me is. Yeah.
1: And one of the, one of the, another thing I'd like to say is we've had, we have great conversations. And for the guys listening, your wife, when she has conversations, she just wants you to listen. Because I know when I'd share my day and you'd want to fix what was wrong.
0: <laughs> I'm a fixer for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: you're a fixer. And most men probably are fixers, but I didn't want to fix her, I wanted a listener. Yeah, I just wanted someone to listen and be like Yeah, that seems yeah, that seems like a rough day. I'm sorry, babe. Or just sympathy, you know, like especially because I have long days, I have stressful days, works super busy, and I just want to be able to vent. Yeah, and not have someone fix me or fix my day because you're not going to fix my day. I just want to vent about it and then move on.
0: Yeah, so I guess the the biggest thing is the only way we add value to you guys is the giving you the what you can do and like we said being open is something you can do discovering what your your and your partner's love languages are will give you a huge boost um, studying things that make a difference in relationships you know guys look there was a time where that that, that was the last thing i wanted to to think about or do both
1: of us for yeah, sure
0: yeah both of us but if you don't have what we have man you are missing out yeah, i mean wow. there there just there's things that that I just would have never imagined would be our relationship.
1: Well, and don't you kind of kick yourself thinking, man, we should have I should have done this so long ago.
0: Yeah, totally. but you know,
1: you live, you learn, and, yeah. and I'm grateful that we're at this point. Yeah, but and there's so much we we have to share because we've been through so much and it's been so hard. But relationships aren't easy and I no. feel like we can share this and hopefully help other people before it's too late.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and that's the kind of the thing I think about most and we're trying to reach out to different organizations to hopefully get in front of people and share what we've learned is that I feel like, you know, and this is not to really say that we ha- – we, I mean we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. There's other people to serve you out there. We didn't find anybody really to serve us until recently that we were willing to hear from, but there are people out there that are really that are ready to call it quits. And my hope is that if we can just get to them before they do, we can save a relationship. We can save an entire family, and there what they recognize as a relationship. We we certainly recognize that there are just some relationships out there that aren't good, and that you know. Toxic toxic and unfortunately you know sometimes marriages that shouldn't be I mean I've seen them personally and and the the change in relationship is one of the greatest gifts to both parties I've seen but that's only after you've tried everything
1: yeah I think if you're both willing which I we for the most part always have been right I, I know I have been there's been a lot of times where I've definitely considered would this be easier on my own yeah I'm I can support myself yeah. If you're not helping and I'm feeling like a single mother anyway, why why keep doing this? For me, I love the dude. Yeah. Even though he drives me nuts sometimes, I, I I could not see myself without AJ, so I hang it I hung in as long as I could.
0: Well and, I, and and that's true, and I would say that um it's no it's no surprise science and, and philosophers and so forth and even history has shown that the most powerful energy on the planet Is sex energy. And so, possibly why it was so much harder for me to try to stick around, and because it was, you know, to be quite honest, it was me most of the time thinking that I wanted somebody else. Yeah. And it was because my sex energy, I had zero control over it. It was not being fulfilled. I never had a honeymoon phase in our marriage or our relationship period. And so, I'm like thinking, why would I? not get to experience this in this life what's like what's the point and and um probably the only reason I hung in there for as long as I did was because my kids one I felt divorce was bad from where I came from and two I had these three little girls that I just couldn't imagine another person raising so I just tried to hang in there and tried to hang in there as long as I could and then 2014 happened and that was like a wrecking ball mm-hmm. for both of us and we had to deal with that and That was in 2014, and we still had a whole other year and a half to work through it in development. But after that happened, I feel like we kind of went real hard, leaned into, okay, let's figure out what was going on. What's what's going on? there, There was a point where I told somebody, I said, if I could put into a computer what my wife would look like, and I could program that, and it would spit her out the exact way I wanted, I don't want anything to do with her. And I recognized that if that was the case and what the hell's going on on my side, that I wouldn't be willing to accept her. Clearly, it's my brain that's messed up. Yeah. And that's where I was turned on to self-help and self-development coaching. Because prior to that, I would never consider that. I would have never, you know, like if you came to me about a book, which you've actually read His Needs, Her Needs before, and I was not interested. But it took me getting to a point where I'm like, why am I so messed up that if she wasn't perfect, if she wasn't a... You know, a freak in the sheets and a lady in the streets. What's that? Whatever that rapper is. Yeah. <laughs> which I've got now, which is awesome. <laughs> but if I couldn't have that, why? Why wouldn't I be okay with that? And it was because I wasn't working on me. And if you're sitting there thinking, this is dumb or I'm never going to get there, the first place you need to start is you.
1: Yeah.
0: And then develop the patience to maybe take your partner by the hand and guide them. And But it has to be tactful, like Jessica said. Yeah
1: does because you if they feel like you're trying to change them and it, it definitely will be a lot harder and, and I know that's why it took me so long to get to that point was right. because I just felt like you wanted to change me however I needed to do some changing
0: yeah well it's really right and, but it's more of the it's more transfer change implies there's something wrong yeah. transformation, transformation just means and you're, right. you're evolving
1: yeah and you a butterfly
0: to, transforms right you need uh, to
1: evolve. the way I was thinking the way I was approaching yes. our marriage uh, there was just so much that we right could and will learn right working together
0: yeah yeah and that's the thing so people need to understand that because I think that's the real that's the real challenge is the difference between a change and a transformation yeah. a caterpillar is perfect the way it is a caterpillar caterpillar is perfect being a caterpillar and a butterfly is perfect being a butterfly but a caterpillar can't evolve to a butterfly without transformation that's what transformation is change is you know i don't know let's say the oil in your car is bad and it's going to burn your car up unless you change the oil there's something wrong with that thing it's not perfect the way it is you are perfect the way you are in the state that you are in and if you would like to – if something in your life isn't working or working as well as you would like it to, then a transformation has evolved, right? If I was a butter – if I was a caterpillar, it would suck walking around on all these legs. I'd rather fly so I'm going to need to transform. Yeah. So anyway, dumb analogy but I hope you get the understanding of when you communicate to them, you can't communicate in a way that there's something wrong with them because there isn't. Matter of fact, you married them the way they are and they married you the way you are. But if you guys want to evolve together, then that's where the transformation need comes in.
1: And my number one what's advice yeah. would be find out what your spouse's love language is and start meeting that need and see what changes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just start. See what happens. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to to maybe tactfully find a way to have that conversation so that they're aware because especially if you're a female
1: until we had that until I started meeting that need of yours and I didn't even realize I was meeting that need the words of affirmation it was just because I was reading a book but also because I was noticing these things you were doing because you were working really hard and I wanted to acknowledge that it changed you which changed our relationship which made things get easier
0: yeah, totally. But I had already been working on being a little more transformed. Now I wasn't fulfilling for you, but I think I was more primed to to recognize it. Yeah. Right? So what I'm saying is if you're just getting started in this and you are trying for your partner and they're not getting it, because guys are right. dumb.
1: Right. I, if that's... they're not
0: picking up on it, then you might want to have a conversation and say, Hey, I'm really trying to work on this. I don't know if you've noticed. And find a way to have that conversation Um, because then they might be like, oh, okay. And at least they're aware that, oh, yeah. But I was already in a space of trying to learn and be – and grow. So when that happened, I was like, wow, something feels different.
1: Yeah, but if you think about it Mm -hmm. and it wasn't words of affirmation but I had read – maybe I read His Needs, Her Needs. And I realized, wow, I'm not fulfilling a need and I understand what that is and we started having sex – like we are now, yeah. You don't think that that would have made a difference?
0: Oh yeah, I would have known. Probably, <laughs> I would have totally been known.
1: like, "Wow, my needs What can I do for you?" Right. Because that need was being met that hadn't been met, in for so long, I think that just True. meeting your spouse's needs will make a difference, yeah. whether they know it or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. I think it
1: will. But yeah. but it also will probably open up the space to have that conversation because their need is being met.
0: True. Yeah, that's another good point if they are being met then you can have deeper conversations without worrying about offending them I think in the past I took it as an offense if you would have tried to mention like we should do this. I I was such a loser though I mean you're not a loser I was perfect I was a perfect caterpillar that played Xbox in my basement (laughs) every single night like that's who I was (laughs) I get that but I know and I'm I'm being hard on myself guys but I'm joking because I am I do know who I am and uh, I've come a long way in my own life so don't you know, you don't need to email me and be like, hey, don't, just don't be so hard. I know that. I'm just – I'm trying to meet some of you guys where you might be and just kind of appeal to you.
1: No, we've been there. Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely been there. And we're still, you know, we're still learning and we don't know everything. We're just putting our story out there and hoping that it can help people. We didn't really talk about sex a ton today, though.
0: No, but sex has been great because of the – <laughs> I mean I, I, I don't know if we'll ever do a podcast about how we have sex no, that's a little okay. personal <laughs> yeah. but sex is just a big topic that we wanted to hit on and if you're looking for if you're looking for better sex or you can't figure out why what you're doing for your spouse isn't what they're looking for if you're that person that says we'll do it for you you're doing it wrong and if you're not getting it you're probably not doing right for them yeah that's really what this comes down to More specific to our our veteran couples that are listening because that's something we're really big on. That's our experience. A couple things that we've learned and heard and listened to as we've developed is that in this world uh, of being in the military when you deal with deployments or two-week training camps and stuff like that, when you return home, there is a space needed to reconnect. So if your love language is uh, physical touch – and your partner's isn't it's believe me you're going to come home and you're thinking man tonight is going to be awesome but if that's not your partner's love language either if they weren't feeling deprived of that and some of you guys out there might be lucky enough that you both are number ones, are that. And you might be dealing that. with some other stuff. But if
1: quality time is one of them, yeah. they're not fulfilling that need. Like, yeah. if, if being deployed is just hard as it is. Yeah. And neither one of them are most likely getting their needs fulfilled. Right. So it's not just... Because when you came home, you expected sex. And you expected oh, yeah. mind-blowing sex. Yep. Because that was your need. But if mine's quality time... Yeah. and acts of kindness you're never around for quality time or acts of kindness so then to expect coming home and having that right. mind blowing sex it's like it's almost like getting to know each other again and making sure yes. that you're getting that quality time or reconnecting before you can have expectations Yeah. Really.
0: well that's exactly what it is it's, it's coming home and setting up time to go and be together and just talk and uh, reconnect I mean that's that is what it comes down to is giving your guys yourselves time giving yourselves time to reconnect with one another so that you start fulfilling those needs. But that is also part of what we also say. One of the things we were not good at, and nobody is really in the beginning, is communication. Oh yeah, no. If we would have known this yeah. back then, and we would have been able to talk about it, I could have been gone for an entire year, come home, have a genuine conversation. She would have even recognized. You're right. You've been gone a long time. Physical touch, and I would said you're right. You need uh, uh, quality time and me to do things for you. Yeah. We would have these conversations, and it would clear the air so much quickly, uh, so much quicker. And there's nothing wrong with having those conversations.
1: It's needed. It's, it's needed. So needed, especially if you guys have been away from each other for so long.
0: Yeah, it's definitely. Needed. We've got somebody in our. We, Jessica and I own a gym. For those of you who don't know that. Um, we own a gym in Mesa and we've got somebody in our gym whose uh, husband's been on deployment. He's coming home soon and she's nervous and she wasn't sure why she was nervous. She just knows that when they're on the phone, that like they're really not connecting, which is obviously common, but she did the love language test and found out that her two needs were um, quality time and physical touch. Well, no wonder Yeah. he's been gone and you have not gotten either of those. So you're building these feelings and these stories in your head that, things aren't going to work out which is not the case it's just the fact that he's gone and if 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 that person's able to have a conversation if there's if both people are willing to come home and have a conversation the transition could be so much smoother, so much smoother. man yeah. Im- imagine i just look back and think if part of my out processing and believe me guys if you're listening in your military the last thing you want is another class yeah. that you have to go to especially when you're trying to get home but if we would have had some sort of class on how to reconnect in your relationship when you get home it would have made a massive difference now i say that not knowing my state of mind back then i might have just been like oh my gosh here's another freaking power Or maybe
1: a class together
0: yeah or a class together would be Something would make that a huge they can difference
1: offer for the class for spouses and yeah. couples to go together because it's not just about one or the other either because guys who are gone go through a ton and have their own issues, but then also the ladies that are here that aren't getting the quality time, the touch, the acts of kindness are home with kids, working, holding down the fort. So there's a lot that goes into that as well, because I remember, what if my issues when you got home, and and it's crazy to even think about this, and I don't know if I've ever told you, but when you'd yell at Kylie, when you'd reprimand her, oh. I was used to being the sole.
0: Raising the kind of yeah, child. Yeah, yeah,
1: and so you would yell at her something, and it would it would like make me cringe, like, oh, "Don't talk to her like that." Even though I would have reprimanded her for the same thing. Hmm.
0: Yeah, you never said that.
1: No, but interesting. It, but it bothered me because I'm yeah. like, "That's my my kid. You can't yell at her like that."
0: <laughs> so because Kylie was, was five months old when I left, and I deployed for eighteen months. So when I got home, she I was, was two. two. Yeah. Jessica and her had a relationship that I really had no part of. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, when he got home, she called him AJ.
0: Yeah, remember I remember that? that.
1: I do remember it's that. It's not AJ, it's daddy! Yeah. But, um, and there's just so much that goes into it. So not just the parenting thing, but also reconnecting and trying to make a relationship work together when you've been gone. Yeah, And, and, you know, your spouse is out doing their thing and they have a very structured yep. day and then mom or other spouse is home doing it on their own. So then to be back together as a unit... There's got to be a transition there.
0: Yeah, exactly. I guess since to wrap up, we'll put some links in the in the body of this so that you guys know what books we're recommending, um, what uh, maybe podcasts, or where that test is that you can take that love language quiz. But uh, since it is the since it is the sex ep- one of the sex episodes, I guess we should say that um, it's absolutely necessary if either if somebody in your relationship that's what they need it's necessary. There's no way around it. You can't make up for it in any other way. It's going to be a part of what makes them and drives them. And if you fulfill that, they will go to the ends of the earth for everything else that you need. And it might take time, but that's the case. I also should say, just to be responsible for it, that it also has to be um, okay with you the way that that happens. I mean, we're adults and you should know that, but I would never ask my wife to perform any sort of act that she wasn't comfortable with just because that's a need. Sometimes those acts could be those unrealistic unrealistic expectations from you indulging in things like pornography.
1: Yeah, it's it, we're definitely on the same page where it comes to... Yeah. It's good as long as both partners are good with it.
0: Right. Right, exactly. We, we are... Uh, we're a traditional family, yes. but we also... <laughs> So for us, sex remains private for us. It's in the home. It's not something we share necessarily details about. And, um, you know, that's – so that's all we're saying there is just make sure that as you go through this process that both both partners are okay with what's going on. And then you'll have a fulfilling relationship, I promise. So yeah. anyway, thanks, guys, for listening. Wherever you're at, if you're listening to us, we love and appreciate you. Please feel free to send us any messages any questions you might have, seek coaching, seek advice, and that's the best way that you can uh, get through it all.
1: Thanks, guys.